On today's show, part two with myself and Tyler Jones talking all things Hawks offseason. We'll have a full slate of topics on the way. You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 1528 of the Lockdown Hawks podcast. I'm your host, Brad Roland, coming to you on a Wednesday afternoon slash evening. And this is, again, part two of three with my friend Tower Jones and I talking about all things Atlanta Hawks. I encourage you to stop the podcast. Make us your first listen each and every day. Please subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts, places like Apple and Spotify and YouTube. And again, part one should be available in your feed right now with myself and Tyler. Part two on the way here talking about all kinds of things with the Hawks from the offseason to DeJounte Murray and John Collins and Akongwu and Capella and Fit stuff. And then part three will be talking more about Pascal Siakam, etc. So please stay tuned for all of that. Without any further delay, here's part two with myself and Tyler. I do want to spend some time talking about like what could be happening in the future. But as we kind of wrap up the what's going on already with the current roster, um, you know, Collins is not there anymore. We talked about that uh, a little bit, but, you know, I think it's pretty obvious what they're going to do. It's going to be a, a lot more of Bay and Jalen and maybe they try Congo with the four a little bit. Uh, I won't rule. I won't rule it out. I, I know this is something you've been talking about a lot, all, which is why I'm bringing it up. I'm, I'm saying on Twitter, all I'm saying is a Congo starting. <laughs> Whether he's starting next to Capella See, you are you are he's starting at center. A I, okay, okay, we can pretend it's July. I understand this. We can pretend Akongu is going to be okay with coming off the bench again in his fourth season when he has no, a contract uh, extension. Right mm-hmm. up until training camp happens, and he's like, okay, I'm either starting or trading. Like that that report well, will come out. I have yeah. no sources. <laughs> you can book this right now. Start so, me or trade me will happen uh, in two months. If it's not clear heard, that a call you heard, has you heard it here starting, first starting position. No, okay, so I, I don't think you're crazy. I'm, I'm not gonna go that far because I, I have to be responsible. <laughs> I mean, I mean but, that's fair, bro. I'm just I'm just speaking, I'm just speaking from experience. I saw, well, we saw I this with Dennis Schroeder. We saw we literally saw this with Dennis Schroeder and Jeff T. We, we saw did. we saw it with them, and we see it all and across it was, the and, league. And like, it was also easier, it was also easier and uh to go even further to back you up. I think it it's the one position where it's a lot harder. Like if you have two point guards in the modern NBA, so to use the, the T shooter example, right? You can theoretically play those guys together. So it's, it's a lot easier to do that. Capella and Okongwu, and it's not that they can't play together. It's not like it's absolutely impossible, but for all of the thought about, you know, there's the whole camp of Okongwu is actually a power four, which is entirely about him being six foot eight. Well, but does, does six, hold on, time out, time out. Does Okongwu think he's a power four? No. Or does Okongwu think he's a center? He thinks he's a center, and so do the Hawks. Okay. It's, right. it's never There's never been a single moment when the Hawks have referred to him as a forward in any context. He's been a center since the day he was drafted. Every release, every roster listing, every conversation with the coaches, he's a center. Anyway, but the thing is, it's hard to play those guys together. And look, I talked about it. You talked about it. I would say this for three years, that they have to make a choice at center. And I say that as the guy who is very pro Capella. I think Capella is still really good. I'm high on Clint, but practically to kind of what you were saying, no agent, take take a Congo out of it for a second. Take him out of it. Yeah, no take, agent, take no agent, no agent 
once his number the former number six overall pick, who's proven to be a good NBA player in his first three years, wants that guy to come off the bench in year four. And I am someone who always says starting versus not starting doesn't actually matter. But for players and for agents, it does matter. They do care. And but Akongu was a great guy. Even... Akongu has been great. Honestly, I want to say that we be very clear. Akongu has been fantastic in not making it an issue because a lot of guys would have already made it an issue. I saw you brought you brought up Collins the other day on Twitter as like, you know, professionalism and like the way that Collins handled it all. And Akongu is a pro by all accounts and he and Clint get along really well, which probably helps. Like he and Clint are, are close and cool. But like, practically speaking, it is kind of insane to have a guy as good as a Kongwu and that he's already proven at his age and have him still be in this kind of middle role in year four. And again, it's not Clint's fault. Clint's good. It's like you you have this good problem is the way that I put it. Like you have these two guys you're, who are overqualified for what, for the roles you're asking them to play. But it's just I, like – It's hard – hold on, Brad. It's here. hard for me to call this a good problem because I look at the center market and I'm like, what can the Hawks even get for Clint Capella? Yeah. What what team is trading for a center? Like, n- n- no, it's it's the most it, – it's, it's both a very important position – filled with a lot of good NBA players. And unless you're the elite of the elite. Well, it's also interesting though. And like, not to go, not not to go like crazy on this, but like, so Dallas very much wants Clint. That's been out there since the draft. They do want Clint. Um, Houston called. Then Houston tried to spend a bazillion dollars on Brooke Lopez and couldn't do it. So like there are teams that still want to invest in centers. Like Toronto traded a top six protected pick for Jakob Pertle last of the deadline, which was an insane transaction and then paid him. So, like, I generally agree with you. The market is not super robust, but, like, certain teams still do invest in these guys. The problem, I think, that – I think everybody kind of knows on some level the Hawks are need to make a decision. Like, yeah, it's well, not a the, leverage. The problem is the Hawks are leveraged. The Hawks are leveraged. And they have been, they have been multiple the 29, times. The 29 other teams know that the Hawks have to make a decision. And, like, they didn't make it – they didn't make one with Collins until, like – until the the rent the the until the people were literally at their door being like okay it, it's been a, it's you been have to trade him right and so now we're doing the same thing with Capella and like to me to me my 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 big thing is that I don't see how you can bring Capella back onto this team if he's not willing to come off the bench because if he's not willing to come off the bench. Yeah, and you're gonna and, have to trade him. Like, and this well, not this and not that, me knocking the Capella is, the player. This is just me being like Capella, Akungu is going to be on this roster long term. He's just a better fit long term on this team where the NBA is going. What the Hawks need from the center position, like I saw, like I'm watching the entire time I'm watching summer league. I'm like, how does Capella fit this team? Well, like, and I'm, the, I'm watching. Okay. I'm yeah. I'm watch. I'm watching Camigale, like stand in the corner and take corner three-pointers. And I'm like – and, like, run running DHOs. Uh, every time he catches the ball down to the rim, he's immediately looking to kick it out to a shooter. You know, and, and like, this is how the Hawks want to – like, this is how Quinn wants to – this is how Quinn yeah. wants his bigs to play. Capella, that is not his strength. And, like, he has strengths. He has real strengths. He's probably – he's one of the best role men in NBA history, period. That That is true. I Rebounders. Yep. Best rebounding in the NBA. I like, you know, sometimes I, I, I like to look at the numbers. Like, you know, I like, I am, 
you know, be a casual <laughs> and look at the uh, basketball reference and just look at uh, Capello's rebounding percentage for the entire his career, insane level of production. Like, yep. and like, there's real value in having a guy who just cleans up the glass on both ends of the floor. Like, that's real positive value. The problem is he's 29 years old. He's going on 30. He's got two years left on, on a good contract, not a great one, but, yep. but on a good contract. And the Hawks don't really like want like a Congo is at the point of his career where he's a different player. But if you play a Congo next to Trey Young for the entirety of his time, he probably gives you e- either equal value or even or e- maybe even slightly less value than what you're getting for Capella on the low end, like slightly less than what you get for Capella. If if a Congo is allowed to play alongside Trey Young full time sure. instead of splitting his time between the starters and the bench which is what he has been doing. Today's show is brought to you by FanDuel. Baseball season is in full swing. You take your first swing at betting MLB at FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're a new customer, get 10 times your first bet amount and bonus bets up to $200. That's right. Just bet 20 bucks. You'll win $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. FanDuel has great promotions each and every day. You can pay instantly when you win. The app is also safe and secure. Plus, they have every kind of betting angle that you're looking for that you might possibly ever want at FanDuel. They cover the whole range of sports as well. That includes baseball and the NBA, WNBA, college basketball, college football, NFL, golf, tennis, soccer, auto racing, and much more. And different wagering options as well present at FanDuel from live betting to futures, player props, point spreads, totals, money lines, etc. There's no better place to bet all the baseball and basketball action that you're looking for than America's number one sports book. So sign up right now today. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Get the $200 in bonus bets right now at FanDuel. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel, official partner of Major League Baseball. So, yeah. so it goes it goes back to like, okay, you're, you're probably not going to get equal value on the Capella trade. But just like Colin, you probably need to make the trade. If, well, you, yeah. want, if you want to build this team – Long, if you want to look at the bigger picture than this, the, just it's, this it's one also, season. It's, it's also an asset. You know, this is a very, I don't, I don't mean it to be this calculated, but it's an asset allocation thing. Like you have too much put in center right now because the counter to what you're saying is like Capella is objectively too good to come off the bench. And he's also making, absolutely, and he's also making starter money. Like he's making good starter money, which is what he is. It's a totally fine contract, but he's, it's not a bargain like you just said. So, like, it's hard sell to be like, okay, Clint, yeah, we're paying you, but we want you to play 20 minutes off the bench. Like, now you're paying good starter money for a guy who's come off the bench, which doesn't make sense. So, like, and again, I am not trade Capella guy, but, like, objectively speaking, if you look at the landscape, it makes – if, you if and I think this is probably a good assumption, if you want to – showcase the Kong Wu and see what you have there and really, 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 really invest in him for the first time in terms of like, here's, here's, here's a role increase, all that stuff. If you want to do that, you need to trade Clint. Like that, that, that's what it comes down to. And that's what I've always said. Like there's a point in the sand where you have to make the decision. I think we've reached that point. It probably would have been better if they did it already. But I think if they want to do what you're saying and invest in a Kong Wu, which again, makes total sense. Really good prospect, really young guy, long-term start at the position. Like it makes way more sense to trade Clint than to try to like play him less. You know what I mean? Because eventually, like when and I know our our mutual friend Brett has talked about like he's really low on on the Capella extension in the first place. And one of the reasons why you wouldn't have liked that deal is if is 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 right now because if they had not extended Capella, he'd be a free agent right now. Look, look at 
all the fallout of just the Capella extension. You traded Collins for nothing. Why? Because he's playing all his minutes next to Clint Capella, who eats into his value. And other teams are like, who, who is this guy? You know, he's not he's not the 2010 guy that you signed him. You signed him as a 2010 guy and then yep. immediately have his role. Like you immediately cut into his role. And we can get we can get more into the, the role <laughs> cutting if we talk about the Siakam rumor. We rumors in a bit yep. with DeJounte, but like you immediately cut into his role with Capella and also having drafted a Kong so he Collins gets no minutes at center. And now you're kind of doing the same thing where it's like a Kongu doesn't get to play all his minutes next to Trey Young. He so he doesn't get the boon of playing against one of the best offensive players in the NBA. Uh, a Kongu has to has to like manage these lineups of bad defensive players. Like for I feel like every year of his career he's had to be paired next to Gallinari, Bogey. <laughs> uh, yep. Bay, like the worst defensive players, some of the worst defensive players in the NBA outside of Trey Young, like he has to, he has to be the anchor on these units, and he makes it work somehow. But his num- like his numbers don't reflect how good of a defensive player he is to me. Sometimes, like I, I, he, I mean, but just macro picker, look, look how Congo's talked about in the league. Congo's not on this USA team. Oh, you telling me Congo's not better than some of these dudes? And it's because like he's never started, which I think is obviously a little bit short-sighted. But yeah, you're, I totally agree with you. Like, I listen to a lot of stuff and talk to a lot of people. And like the diehards, people that like really watch tape and watch games, understand a Congo is going to be really good. It already is. The people that are, I don't want to say more casual, but like more national, when they're not watching every Hawks game, they don't get it yet because he's only playing 20 minutes a game. And the counting stats are good for a guy coming off the bench, but when Capella's been healthy, Okongwu's never played more than 22 minutes a game. It's just what it is. There's a, there's a math problem there. And yeah, to bring it full circle, maybe with Quinn, they think there's an opportunity to try it this year. Maybe the, maybe Okongwu's shooting has come along more, and they can more trust that. Maybe you can maybe you can uh, surround them literally with Trey Dejounte and Bogey. If you played the two, if you played the two centers with Trey Dejounte and Bogey, or Trey Dejounte and AJ, like three you know dynamic perimeter guys that's the way to try it if you're ever going to do it that's how you do it and i'm not saying they're ever going to number one i've still never heard that they're going to do that but if maybe they will to this point i thought it was crazy to really try it other than like certain specialized circumstances but i agree with you 100 in that if you don't trade clint the only way to even try to get enough value out of the kongwu is to try them together at some point and i don't know if that's a plan or not but that's there's a couple of different options and there. Like, None of them are great. <laughs> my, 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 my bigger point is that a Congo has to get the opportunity to show out how good he is in this league. Well, there's extension like, talks too, because I mean, like they might they might they they could pay him in October. They could pay him a year, you know, a year early. And that's a tricky negotiation because he's never started. And if you're the if you're the Hawks, you can say, hey man. Your guy's never been a starter. And a Congo's side's like, that's not our fault. Like we know we know our guy is a starting caliber center. So like, do you pay and him they can't- and then have another year of this before that? That's it, it that's interesting. Cause like if you don't pay him, there's a, a sinister school of thought if you don't pay him that hey, we'll still have Clint this year, we'll still keep your value down when you hit the market next year, then we'll pay you. 
less. Like I, I, that's not the way I'd be thinking about it, but like, I don't know. It's a very, it's very, very complicated, honestly. Like even beyond the personal relationships, like to me, to me as a fan of the Hawks, as a fan of the team, I want to see a Kongu get the opportunity. Like, yeah. Period. I want to see him. He's really good. 31. I, I, I got to see his strengths. And I need to see if he can anchor a starting unit next to Trey and DeJounte. Like, I need to see that, period. Because, like, you know, I, and I think he can. And he's shown, shown ability. He was, man, he's so good. Like, he's so good in <laughs> ways that it's hard to describe good. to people. But, like, I mean, how many how many guys one on one can guard Giannis like he can? Not very many. You know, he's like, or, or Jokic, like one of the few guys I've ever seen give Jokic real problems. Uh, you know, as yeah, as the, a defender, the, the only guy he can't guard is Jonas Valanciunas for some reason. He just absolutely he cannot guard. Go, he does. cannot guard Jonas, and he can't guard. Um, uh, Vucevic. Vucevic, uh, yeah. Like he, strugg- he struggles He struggles against them. For some reason, Jokic, even though he should be the same breed, like he, he can handle Jokic. But like those <laughs> other two, like whatever reason, those two give him the problems. And that's where it's yeah, like they do. the Hawks, the Hawks are always, every time they see that, like, oh, we can't, we can't trust this. But I'm like, every, no, every guy agree. has somebody they struggle against. Like, No, and that's, Capel has his guys too. We, we agree in general. I mean, again, I'm, I'm, it's so weird because I, I've long been me and Glenn. I think have been leading the charge on how good Capella is, and I think both Glenn and I have independently been like, "It's probably time, man." Like, and that's it's crazy for people like me and Glenn to say it's time to trade Clint. But I think that's that's where and, I kind of. And I am. think, and it's and to be fair to the Hawks, like I think they know this, and they're just looking to get the best package. I, I think they know, and also, and we we can move on to, but I, I think that there's also this competing faction, which we talked about earlier, and we'll talk about more in a second of we want to be the best we can be right now. And that's been kind of this theme from Tony wrestler the last couple of years in a lot of ways, uh, which is also interesting because of the tax stuff and the tax avoidance. But like, I think they know that they're, at least they think their best path to being the best they can be right now is to have both of them because then they can say we have both of them versus like future facing. I think it would be probably move on from Clint and see what you have in Onyeka, but then you're a little bit short at center and like, it's the same kind of thing that talking about with Collins. That's one of the reasons why that why they why, why they never traded Collins, what they probably should have, is that there was a some voice somewhere in the back that says, Hey, but we don't have a replacement for him. So we're gonna get worse if we train him. And at some point you gotta bite the bullet, but that's that's been a that's been a theme the last couple of years with this Hawks team is that somebody somewhere is like, but we won't but we don't want to get worse. And that holds them back from whatever transaction. To me, like. to me, I'm, this is my biggest takeaway and we, and we can move on. Like we we've seen what the team is with Capella, like for as we great have. as he is, for as great as he is, and I, I think he's legitimately one of the best centers in the NBA. Uh, I think saying even he's a top fifteen center is too low for what he provides to teams. Like, I think it's stupid that like to me, I think it's dumb that the Mavericks are playing games and like not trying to just put their best package forth for Clint Capella. Like, they could become instant contenders in the Western Conference with Capella right now. Compared to like their their mismatched units of centers that aren't good enough at the highest level, like that they're still not good enough, and they will never be good enough until they get somebody like Clint Capella to really anchor their defense and grab the rebounds that their centers aren't athletic enough to get. Like like to me, so 
with all that aside with Capello, like we've we seen what the Hawks can be. Like they, they tap out at 23 best defense in the NBA. <laughs> he's a defensive first center. Respect to him. It's time to move on. See what we let's see how high we can go with a Congo. Can a Congo give us a different element? He's a different. We, we talked about this. He plays differently. He's a different type of defender. He's not. He's somebody who gives you more optionality. Like to me, he's a. He's just like to me. He's just a. He's a better chess piece. And like, like and like Quinn. I feel like Quinn. If I'm Quinn, I'm like, I want to see what I can do with a Congo on both ends of the floor, even on offense too. Like, I, I want to see all the things he can do. Like, I I, I want to see that, and I want to see how high we, the floor. My the floor is definitely lower with Congo starting playing 30 plus minutes a night but the ceiling might be higher so how about we take a risk instead of going with the same old same old because capella for all his gifts on this hawks team like we're just we're, we're capped out at a certain level because the, the shooting will just never be there with clint like the shooting just won't be there it's just too hard to put lineups together and like to get the offense defense mix because just because of Capella's like a shooting words with a Kongu, you can play him next to Jalen. You can play him next to Bay. He makes both work. Like that's just something Capella has not shown to be able to do. Um, and like, I, I, like to me, they, they've got to make, they've got to take a risk. If they want to, if they want to elevate their status in the Eastern conference, to me, that path is a Kongu. One of the, one of the guys who I think has more upside than what he's even shown offensively. But if he doesn't get the opportunity, we'll never see it. All right, that is all for part two. And I recommend listening to part three and part one, which will be available in your podcast feeds right now. So please subscribe to the show anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, YouTube. And again, part three should be there. If not already, it will be there very, very soon. Please follow the show on all kinds of social media platforms. Email the show if you want to at LockedOnHawks at gmail.com. Thank you for listening so much, everybody. I really do appreciate it. And we'll see you all next time.